Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Startup Talk. Today is all about how to stand out in a crowd by being yourself. And in this age of social media overload, overload, <laughs> overload, overload, finding your words and doing social media right is key in connecting with your audience and getting your business seen. But it can also be so overwhelming and so frustrating. You want to stand out when people are scrolling through their newsfeed on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, on YouTube, on whatever social media platform we're talking about. So your post is competing, again, for attention against all other posts, including memes and cat videos or <laughs> dog videos, most of all, in my case. So today we're going to talk about how you can make sure that your post grabs the attention, how to find your own voice for when you're starting your business. And how do you do this without being in all the channels all the time? But before, if you're, before we get started into that, if you're new to the show, welcome. My name is Saskia and I help people turn their passion into a thriving business. One way I do this is by hosting Startup Talk. Every week I host a new guest and will cover a topic about entrepreneurship or starting your business. So if you want to connect with like-minded entrepreneurs every week to share your best practices, lessons learned, wins and frustrations, make sure to subscribe. We are live every Thursday, seven o'clock in the evening, Central European time. So this time on Facebook and YouTube. And if that time doesn't work for you, you can rewatch the episodes on Facebook, YouTube and the website of the Startup Suite. And it's now also available as a podcast on Spotify and iTunes. So however you're tuning in, make sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And share your thoughts in the comments. We're live. So wherever you're listening in live, and even if you're watching the replay, that section is there for a reason. Let us know what you think. Now let me talk, tell you about our guest of today. Today I am joined by the incredible Nadine van Lierop. She is a cultural and technical communication specialist. So she helps international entrepreneurs to become successful abroad by incorporating the culture of their clients and making Geekspeak understandable for the non-nerd. And she does this all while also being a special needs supermom and a military spouse, so sometimes she's also living abroad. She even has her own podcast about how to combine all of this, and that's called the special needs supermom. And speaking from, speaking from experience, being able to make complex topics understandable in simple yet powerful words, to me, it's an art. It's so, so tempting to stay in an abstract, vague terms. And don't get me started on, don't get me started on buzzword bingo, because the amount of times I could play buzzword bingo because of all the buzzwords in just one sentence or one article, it's just too high. So I'm happy to dive into this topic today. So let's give a warm welcome to the show to Nadine. Hey, Nadine. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. How are you today? I'm really fine. I'm glad that I you know, didn't get wet uh, outside because it's been <laughs> hailing and showing and it's like half April. So <laughs> just happy so you there's a little bit of sunshine. Oh, yeah, thank God. Yes, you're also based in the Netherlands, right? Yes, yes. At yeah. the moment, we live in the Netherlands. Sometimes, yeah. you know, that varies, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's Dutch weather for you, right? We have 50 <laughs> different types of rain. Every, oh, so, no. yeah, uh, I hate it. <laughs> anyway, today is the sun, the sun is here, so that's yeah. a good sign. So, Nadine, you are a yes. cultural and technical communication specialist. 
how did that came to be? <laughs> uh, well, I I love geek. <laughs> uh, as, yeah, so it really it's it's about that. Now I've always um, before I started my own business, I worked in corporate communications. Uh, but for the industries, so logistics, um, uh, life science, um, uh, high tech. So uh, that's where the technical part really comes about. You know, you, you could talk about events or, you know, uh, write sales pages. But I really love, you know, the geek speak. But I love helping my clients make it understandable because like you just mentioned, <laughs> they tend to dive into stuff way too deep sometimes. And it doesn't matter if your audience is kind of on your same level. Well, it, it still does actually. But if your audience is not that technically well advanced, you need to tone it down. And even if you talk to your peers, you said it really nicely, buzzword bingo. But, but I call it bullshit bingo. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of words that, you know, sound really interesting and sound really important, but don't say a thing about a product or how it helps your client. So yeah. that's where I step in. And the cultural part is because I'm an expert, uh, like I said, and uh, I've um, my, my, my specialism at School of Journalism was foreign affairs. So I always had a keen interest in, you know, overseas. Uh, and what what happened in the world? But the moment uh, I actually lived abroad, you know, you always say that words, you know, transcend uh, the cultural differences. But the cultural differences is really what is key in your communication. And I found out, you know, living in America, they really are different than the Dutch. You know, if that's a whole different kind of well. I think the internet's being weird. I uh, think we're freezing. Ah, and you're back. Oh no! Ah, I think you're back. I'm think sorry. Back. No, continue. I'm all the way you... in the eastern part, so you know, <laughs> bad connection. Bad connection. Bad connection. You. <laughs> um, no. no, you were telling about the cultural differences. Could you give an example between cultural differences in communication? Um, an example you came across where you thought well, 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 it's a good well, thing we know that difference two examples if you have like a hundred words in japan they will try to only use 10 words there's no blathering no chit chat it's just about the facts and it's always about you know putting the customer first in in your communication but if you give give those 100 words to somebody in france they will make it into a, a thousand words, if not more. Yeah, it's the same if you read a book from uh, uh, an, uh, an author like Gabriel Garcia Marquez uh, or Isabel Allende. Their pages are like, well, their sentences are like half a page long. And you see that in their general communication as well. Uh, so you you need to know if you, you know, can use extra funny words or not. Can make a joke or not. Another good example is, it is true, when when dealing with German communication, you have to be really careful about the kind of jokes you use. Because if you have a certain technical product, the Germans want, you know, the facts. It works like this. These are the technical details, and I can do this with it. And that's it. 
to the point. If you have the same product and you go to America, you have to, I don't want to say exaggerate, but you kind of have to say and shout, I'm the best, I'm the best. And this, this is the best product ever. And it sounds ridiculous, but it actually is kind of in their culture that you're proud of yourself. It starts with bumper stickers saying that your kid is an uh, A-grade student, you know. It, it's it's that's really, thing, yeah. that's something you, the first time I was like, wait, what does the bumper sticker say? <laughs> your kid is a, a, you know, straight A student. It's, uh, okay. In the Netherlands, if you would do that, everybody would be like, Okay. Yeah, in the Netherlands, we would have more funny thing, you know, that, like at least my kid goes to school or, or something yeah. like that, you know, like things like that. So, yeah. and that's what I mean with cultural differences. And I never realized it that much. I was all the, you know, one world, one people kind of, yeah, not when it comes to communication. It, it's really in the details and you have to be aware of it. Uh, if you want to succeed abroad with your business. I had one client and they already conquered the German Austrian market and they wanted to conquer the American market. Uh, and they switched their communication to the American style, which resulted in all the German and cli Austrian clients going like, what's yeah, happening okay, here? This, this is not our product anymore. We, we Can you just skip? I want to say skip the crap, but you know, skip the jokes, skip the funny sidelines, skip the saying that you want an award. I just want to have the technical details. And you have to be aware of that. Well, so how would you tackle that? Would you then have two different marketing yeah. campaigns based on region and so two different yes. messages? Yeah. It, it, it of course also depends on your product. You know, if you're like a coach, it can already be a little bit, you know, you can tackle that a little bit. You don't have to change that much. But if you indeed have a technical product, but even like Nutella or, you know, something like that, uh, just chocolate based on your, your bread, uh, you have to look at the nuances. And no, it doesn't mean you have to write or create 10 websites, but you do want to make sure you have several landing pages. So each for one... Uh, Every region should have its own um, landing page. And then, you know, the basic facts behind it in your general website, that's fine. But, you know, um, I created for one client, like, I think 10 landing pages. One was for uh, China, one was for South Korea, one was for Japan. And then uh, we had Canada, Germany, and so on. And we really had to, the basis is the same. But the words and the length of the text are totally different. Okay. Okay. So so let's put it to an example. Or well, let's um, say I was starting a business, and it's let's yeah. take something technical. So um, yeah. I would be tempted to use a lot of buzzwords. Let's say I'm creating a a smart robot thingy that can climb on the table by itself and tell me all the stuff I need to think about today because I always forget that stuff. So yeah. a lot of artificial intelligence, holistic, self fulfilling stuff like that. Um, how would you recommend me to start the business? So how would I find my voice? I have a lot of technical specs and I have a lot yeah. of things on, all on the robot, the, the height and all that stuff and, and uh, how fast it is and all the things, how fast it learns and all that stuff. But how would I, as a company, how can I find my voice? Yeah, well, if you have to start from scratch, you know, and uh, 
you're not the only one. Let's assume you're not the only one who created this certain app or this certain robot or, you know, it's, it's kind of in the same world. You have competition. And before you know it, everybody has kind of the same words, kind of the same. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, your branding, your coloring and your photos matter. But how you can send out, especially if you're a little bit of a smaller company like a startup, is basically, and I, I always say this, uh, you have to combine your personality with your business. Because a lot of people are like, oh, but my, my, my product needs a name that says what the solution is or something. Really yeah, yeah. boring. Uh, or, uh, no, I have to use my name because if I go bigger, then my name is my brand. But it doesn't matter how you call your company or how you call your product. You know, you really? can... No. Really, that, that would break a lot of hearts oh, in yes, a lot well, of entrepreneurs. There are people uh, that, you know, you have two camps also with uh, how do you call your business? Do you use your own name or not? There are really two camps. But, you know, you can call your company the shit show if you really love that name and, and use it and use metaphors throughout all your communication and you're really enthusiastic about it, you know, you can sell it. Yeah, and uh, especially, you know, if you have a technical product or even if you're just like a VA or, you know, uh, create sustainable clothing, you know, you're like, oh, that's really important, sustainable clothing. And I will only write about that. Yes, you will capture a small audience that will Google sustainable an audience or Google planning and robot or something like that. But most of your audience will not really know about the details. They just want, indeed, to have the solution. So uh, you have to make sure that you not only incorporate the words that the product is about, you know, and if they go to uh, check out five websites with sustainable clothing or five websites with, you know, your cool robot, but they all say the same, you know, kind of look the same. How you can stand out is, you know, and I, yeah, I really recommend this, is uh, using something unique to you, uh, like a hobby or something like that. I always tell my clients, you know, who are completely stuck and they're like, yeah, but I have to be unique, but it has to just exactly say what it is. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I, I bet a variation on that is everyone is doing xyz so i yeah. have to do xyz everyone yes. is yeah. everyone's now doing clubhouse so i have to get yeah, clubhouse. yeah. i need one clubhouse please you know yeah, something no, like no, that no. <laughs> everybody went not some clubhouse but what i always say you know if they're completely overwhelmed uh and already stuck for months because they 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 think they can't they have to have the perfect word. First of all, you can always change the words of your business and you can change the word of your product. Yeah, you know, so that's no biggie. Uh, but if you really are, you know, a small company, you have to start from scratch. I always say, start with an empty piece of paper and a glass of wine and your favorite music in the background. You know, that really makes you happy. Why? Uh, because, uh, well, I have to go back step one step back actually the first thing you have to do is stop listening to everybody else 
Because everybody, the moment you are going to start a business, everybody's going to have an opinion about yeah, what absolutely. you should do with it, how you should call it, uh, uh, which bank to use, it, how your product should look like, even if they're not entrepreneurs. So I'm talking, you know, your father, a great uncle, your neighbor, you know, and even if there are entrepreneurs, and yes, they might know how it is to be an entrepreneur, but they don't know your business, your product, and how you are as a person. And in the end, it's you who makes or breaks the product. You know, uh, people buy a feeling. Yeah. And you have to make sure you, you can let that feeling kind of ooze out of the, you know, your website. And how you can stand out there, for instance. So you're, you have this page and like for half an hour you're in your zone chilling uh, and you write down all the business names you think oh this comes up this pops up but you also write down things like uh, possible products your clients okay where are they uh, what kind of people are they you know if your client is a tech kit that's something totally different than an average kit that wants to have a fancy robot just because for instance yeah, yeah, definitely. So a whole world of difference. Yeah, a whole world of difference. Uh, but you so, also so write down. Is, so you make a complete brain dump, so to speak. You yeah, it's a brain dump. But and just put on the stuff. But what you also should add is your hobbies. And why do I say that? Because especially if you have a quite an average product, you know, I'm a copywriter. You know, there are a gazillion copywriters. Uh, but how do I stand out? Uh, I'm the orange copywriter. <laughs> if I'm on a big event, I will always have something orange. That's always. Yeah, that's branding right there. That's branding right there. And uh, I don't know if you see my painting. Yeah. So smart, very conveniently placed. <laughs> and I even have. You even a have a typewriter. That's so smart. <laughs> but so I also have a, you know. Uh, I also have a client. Oh my gosh! It's all the rain and <laughs> hail from the last. It's it's the humidity. Yeah, it's the yeah. Dutch weather. Oh, the uh, internet. I had is, a client uh, who was. Uh, oh, yeah, you're back. You had a client. Yeah. Yeah, I, and uh, a marathon runner. So she was a marketeer, and she ran marathons. So she became uh, the marathon marketeer, and she used that in her communication. Because yes, it said something about her hobby, and so it made her. It was easier to talk about because she you she could use this little thingy that had nothing really to do with her business. But if you think about it, if you're running a marathon, you're in it for the long haul. You're striving to get on that you know that stage, win yeah. a prize. So you can come and buy it like that. But um, uh, you know, if you're knitting and a VA, you can talk about you know untangling stuff from your clients things like that i love that that's amazing yeah. well it, it reminds me of this this quote i came across i think it was a week ago and that was i don't know by who exactly but the quote was um there's no unique message there's only unique messengers yes so the message as a va as a copywriter as someone who helps entrepreneurs start up their business it's it's you're not you're not going to be the only one unless you're elon musk and you're going to mars and even he has yeah. competition let's be honest yeah. but there's only one you 
there's only one orange typewriter, there's only one Saskia from the startup suite. Yeah. And and that what makes you uniquely you. Yeah. And that's that's what people connect with, right? Yeah. Yeah, yes, because at a certain moment, of course, in the beginning, when I started, I wanted to be taken seriously. So I had my first business photos with a black jacket or black dress. And you know, I look boring as hell, really. And if you go to a business event, you don't stand out at all because everybody's wearing the same boring suit. Yeah. I loved your photo, by the way, for uh, this week's marketing campaign for yeah. uh, for this episode. It had so much char characteristics. It, it yeah. was just like, you're you. You're absolutely yeah. 100% uniquely you. And I love that. That's so much better <laughs> than indeed the, the we have uh, 1,001 variations of the black suit. You know, that's... Yeah. You know, and... The same for my for my podcast. Uh, you know that has nothing to do with my business. It's just you know a pet project of mine uh, because I'm a special needs super mom of two kids uh, with disabilities. And the photo of my podcast is me drinking a glass of wine and holding a lightsaber. And my so cool. logo. Wait, that's a lightsaber? Yes. I did not see that. Yeah. That's so cool. So uh, the wine glass, you know, moms are like, oh, they connect with me. Oh, gosh, yes. Relax and recharge. And oh, I need a glass of wine now, you know, after this horrible day or whatever. And and a lot of moms that have, uh, you know, wonder boys like I have who are, who are really into Star Wars and things like that, you know, they will recognize the lightsaber and will connect uh, on that. So has nothing to do. The lightsaber has nothing to do with the topic of my podcast. But it connects with your audience. Yeah, and yeah. it connects with my audience. And on the other hand, I, I said it doesn't have anything to do with my podcast uh, because I came up with the idea for this logo when I was in Florida and going to a Star Wars exhibit by myself without kids. So I say that my son is a nerd, but really I am as well. Yeah, you're an undercover nerd, yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I, I, I'm I, recognize, I'm, I recognize those. Yeah, and and but I had like sometimes you, you know, you as especially Superman, you are a fighter and you know you're like you need your lightsaber. You know, you need to use the force to, you know, keep saying really. So that's what I mean by, you know, you can have a really standard uh, thing that, you know, like copywriting or, or you're creating an app and everybody does that. Or, you know, you're a software engineer and you're all into uh, APM or something. You're not the only one. Uh, so if you want to make sure that you stand out, you, you have to throughout your texts and even better in your logos as well, but throughout your texts, you know, Make some references here and there to something, you know, whether that's uh, Star Wars or whether that's a sport, you know, um, especially with certain, uh, well, with the digital transformation, you know, companies are dealing with, for instance, you know, that's a, a project for the long term. You know, you're all, you, you're never done, you know, with your digital transformation. Because by the time you implemented something new, yeah. <laughs> something yeah, else then came up. Then, then we have the moment yeah. everything is IoT, then we have Internet 4.5.0, yeah. yeah. or we have cloud computing or whatever. Yeah. But if you're going to sell a project, uh, a product that, and your audience, audience has no idea what it really is, they need it, 
Dat they just don't really know what it is. Now, references like this to sports or to a certain show can help, uh, you know, not only make it more fun for yourself, uh, but also make it understandable for your client because they can relate to something like that. Ah, because you have that analogy. So how would yes. that translate to your social media strategy? So imagine a company now has, we have the brain dump and we're like, okay, we want to connect with our uh, clients with Star Wars or yeah. whatever. And now comes now come, comes the social media posts. Yeah. Yeah. How do you stand out? How do you compete with memes and dog videos? Oh, well, I, <laughs> well, nobody can win from really rolling ben, uh, pandas or, you know, cute no, that's, dogs. Those are really difficult to be. <laughs> you know, the, the, those cute little pandas that you can see playing or, you know, there's this uh, TikTok video with, uh, I've got a stick and I'm carrying it with a little dog. And every time you're like, oh, this is so cool. And if you were seen before that, you better repeat your message another day because people will have lost a train of thought. So what really is important important in, in social media is one, don't do it all. Your ideal audience is not everywhere. No, it's My, not every, and it's not everyone. Not everyone. No, and not everyone. Every, everyone could benefit from your yeah. service, but that doesn't mean everyone should benefit no, from, their, no. from your service. No, no. In the beginning, I thought as a copywriter, and they said, oh, what service do you provide? And I said, oh, I do it all. So people had no idea what I was doing. Well, yeah, yeah, something with text, but because yeah, I maybe. just did it all, I didn't stand out because people were like, and if I said, you know, oh, I only do web texts and they hired me for that and it was so good, they were like, oh, but could you do this as well? I don't offer it on my website, but I do it. Yeah. So, so you have to be specific. And with, with your social media, uh, you know, my audience for the Orange Star Writer is really on LinkedIn. So I sometimes post something, cross post something on Facebook, but I hardly ever nowadays. Uh, but my podcast, that's Instagram. That really is Instagram all the time and, and maybe a little bit of Facebook, but you will. So I would advise you do your research. So how do you find out which platform is best for you? Check it out. You really have to check it out. It's I mean, you know, right. if you're a, if you're a yoga instructor, you know, uh, you want to check who your audience is. Is your audience in uh, the financial district in Amsterdam? Or is your audience the woo-woo, yeah, webby kind of person that, you know, does, does, does yoga as well because it clears her mind while the, 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 the financial CEO of a company that does yoga has a whole, yeah, she wants to relax as well, but there's a different intention. So... If your audience is, is, is business, most of the time corporate business, go to LinkedIn. If you wonder if you should be on, on Facebook or Snapchat, is Snapchat? I'm too old for that platform. <laughs> well, <laughs> ask I, be, I believe it's still a thing, but you have so yeah. many, there so are many, so many things nowadays. You have TikTok, you have Clubhouse, you have Snapchat, you Check have Tumblr, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitch. Yeah. Um, because yeah, if you search so for, for, if you use search words or hashtags, you will, at a certain moment, will see where people are. But also, uh, yeah, it really is about research. And sometimes trial and error 
you know, you, you might think, oh, everybody will be on Instagram. And it turned out they're really more into the longer conversations. Then you want to head over to Facebook. Instagram is for cool pictures. Yeah, you know, if really you don't have a nice picture with it, don't even bother on that platform. And then branding is really important. And no, that doesn't mean you have to hire a photographer and have a gazillion stock photos. But what is really handy, because at a certain moment, people will notice, is uh, add a little logo in one of your corners, for instance. Do that every time. Because we're on this every day, in the evening, in the morning, and it's your business and your children and your mom. And there are WhatsApp groups with, with annoying family members and everybody's competing uh, for your attention. Uh, so it helps if you brand your images. And you can do that by just you know, you don't have to have something fancy. You can always change later on, but start with adding your logo into, you know, a little corner up or there. And uh, that's the first thing. Uh, and also be consistent. You don't have to be on social media every day, several times a day. Maybe depending, you know, if you're uh, an influencer, something to do with clothing, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, then you probably have to because there's a lot of competition. But if you're in a niche, you know, you with your robots uh, or, um, yeah, or, if you're with, or your sustainable yeah, clothing. Yeah. And uh, you don't have to be there all the time. But if you show up on the same day, and I would, yeah, say start at least with two or three times a week. But I have several clients that only post like two times a week. And they're fine, but they're in a niche, people will find them, you know. Uh, so depending on your niche, start with two, three times a day, uh, three, three, two or three times a week and do it on the same day, on the same time, every time, because it helps you uh, show up in a new short more regular. Ah, okay, so really also the same time, yeah. same day. Yeah. Have yeah. consistency, have your consistency yeah. in your branding as well. And repeat your message. That's so easy. This is the easiest tip. Really? You can repeat over and over and over again. Because people, a couple of years ago, it was people need to see something seven times before it clicks. But yeah. nowadays, it's even because your the newsfeed is so overloaded. I think it's even now 12 times. 12 so, times? Yes, so you you created all this all this effort in this one post, and you never post it again. But your target audience in that week, I don't know, a volcano erupted or something happened in their family, they didn't really check their phone or on the wrong time of the day. So you posted it in the morning, and especially I think on Instagram, so you posted it in the morning. And afterward, they're not checking it until the evening. You're not going to get noticed. It does help if you, you know, you repeat a message. I so often see something and I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. I should check that later. And then comes those rolling panda cups and it's gone. It's really gone. Yeah. I, and it's yeah, nothing and personal. And People are just too busy. 
Yeah, and that's also with, um, I know Instagram and Facebook and a lot of social media platforms, they let you save a post. So you're like, I need to read this later. And then you just know the moment you press that save button, it's like, I'm not going to read this ever. I'm not going to go to that list. And again, yeah. Do you ever really take the time to go to your save button? No. No, no, that's not really a thing. No. So that's why repetition is really important. And if you are consistent, showing up every time, and I would also, my, my last tip would be, don't write a novel. It's a social media post. It should be short and simple. You know, of course, there is sometimes some storytelling going on, but it doesn't mean, you know, uh, yeah, you're going to write really long posts. Uh, and you only got cut to the chase at the very end. You know, at, the, at that moment, somebody my phone pings for something else, something lit up on my screen. My kid is screaming in the background, you've lost me. So yeah, you're not gonna read the whole thing. So then you can better split it up or just make a few posts and read yeah. and, and get keep it short, get to the point. Yeah. What about the balance between um, editorial and promotional? So you wanna give some content to people. This is what I do. This is the clothes I make. This is who, look what, well, not yeah. what the robot can do, but look how cool robots are in general. And you yeah. want to have uh, some some sales posters like, hey, by the way, you want to buy my robot or you yeah. want to buy my clothing. How about that balance? Uh, well, you want to prevent all your posts only being about something you, you sell. You know, especially, uh, you know, of course, that, that, that comes up, especially around the launch. You know, if you have a new product or, you know, your app is about to launch, your robot's going to hit the shelves in, in, in the source. Uh, you're going to promote it, yeah, of course. shit out of it. Uh, but in the beginning, that will be like your main topic every day. And at a certain moment, uh, you'll talk about something else and, you know, that link to your sales page or whatever, or, oh, by the way, just a reminder, the discount is only till this coming Sunday and you will have that at the end of your post. So you will defer. And what I really advise people, like I said before, people don't just buy a product, they buy a feeling. They buy a solution. That's why people are fan of Nike or not. You know, uh, that's why they really like this or they really don't. It's about the vibe you create. Uh, and I completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> we were yeah. talking about editorial versus promotional. Oh, yeah. and you don't only want to be salesy, except yeah. when going for a launch, but yeah. you don't want to come all the time be like, hey, by the way, yeah. buy my stuff. And no, buy my stuff. No. No. Uh, what is really important is uh, to, to, to show, you want to show the person behind your brand. So why did you come to certain things? So uh, for the orange typewriter, I, you know, I will also write, share a book that was really helpful, you know, uh, the cultural map, for instance, you know, and I will just post that and nothing else. Uh, and that also has to do, you know, if you're uh, creating a robot, you want to use a lot of behind the scene photos. Also, yeah. when it's just a big mess yeah. behind, uh, behind you or something, because that people are like, oh, wow. And they connect to it uh, because it makes, it gives a whole, yeah, how do you call it? Round picture. It's 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 this complete image that you create. Yeah. You don't only see the cover. You see because you post all these things behind it. You know the the the, the, 
the story. I love that. Not only yeah. having that that picture perfect, like oh look, it's 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 everything so nice, but also behind the scenes, like hey, we're also just humans. We're also just yeah. working on something. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. We're showing it anyway to, to yeah. actually connect more and better yeah. with you as an audience. I love and that. And you can, especially you know, if you use something personal, uh, you can use that. Uh, you can, for instance, if you really you know love to crack a joke, you know, use it in your communication and have a, a weekly break open the week Wednesday joke or something. Uh, I always share on on Friday. I think. Uh, uh, a language grammar kind of joke. I don't sell anything. No, but no, it's just a funny I just, thing. I just show that, you know, you better hire more well, kind of, you better hire me because otherwise you get this. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> up. Uh, there's this really famous one from, um, uh, I think McDonald's or something. And uh, somebody promotes it and it should have said Angus Burger. But in the first word, there's one letter missing. No way. Is that an official McDonald's thing or is it just the internet uh, being the internet? No, 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 no. I don't, uh, I don't know if it, whether it was Wendy's or McDonald's or something like that. But it's, oh, it could have been and, Wendy's. They do that kind of stuff. But it was hilarious. Yeah. And uh, Wendy's and, especially famous for that kind of stuff. They have National Woes Day and they, they, they troll everyone yeah. and, and everything yeah. on the internet. And but that makes your audience has, yeah, but your audience has, has to like it. I mean, you can't do that in Kansas, for instance, where I lived. <laughs> I mean, not be appreciated. Uh, so you can do things like, so I'm not selling anything. I'm just showing that, you know, uh, grammar can be playful and give me fun and I can joke about it and, and that's yeah. it. And have fun with it. Yeah, I love that. So Nadine, what is one of the most common myths in copywriting for social media and, and copywriting in general. So finding your voice for a business and getting your voice out there on social media. Oh, wow. I didn't think about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there are enough out there. We already cracked one, which is you don't have to be everywhere, but I'm oh, sure yeah. there's, there's, there's always a myth, you know, everything's like. Oh, oh um, I, I think, and I'm going to probably create some sparks here. Uh, there's this, there is, uh, there are quite a lot of uh, copywriters out there or also just general uh, business people in general that believe that your product should have the name of the solution, for instance. So if you're, uh, I don't know, you know, you want to call your robot, uh, robot R2D2. You can't, of course, you copyright, can't. but you're the then, first one and you came up with the name. Disney will sue me, man. No, but <laughs> you don't mess with Disney. <laughs> it doesn't say what what it does. No. So, you know, and of course, this is kind of exaggerated, but it's about how you present it. And like I said, you know, you can call it the shit show. But if you really know how to sell it. And if you own and, it and own it, you know, by all means. So no, I absolutely don't believe, sometimes it can help, of course, if you know, it shouldn't be too fake, but you know, if your product is called R2D2 or I don't know, The Witcher or something like that, uh, and people still don't kind of have a clue, uh, but in the first tagline or in your headline, it already answers the what and the why, 
over the what and the who, you know, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of uh, the time I was in the US. I was in uh, I was in San Francisco and a good friend of mine told me like, hey, I have this nephew and you wouldn't believe it. He works. He, he had a good job and then he quit that job and he went on to work for a company that just have a, has a very vague name. It doesn't mean anything. And I was like, what? Why would you do that? What? Which which company yeah. is this? He was like, yeah, it's Google. You know, what is a Google? <laughs> But it works. And then now everyone knows what a Google is and how to Google stuff. But yeah. it, it's a company name. It's just a company name, right? Yeah. 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 You know, it's, it's, and yeah. So I see that a lot with my clients, especially with, with uh, startups or people that are going, are about to release a big product or a new service. And they're like, oh, but it has to be perfect. And it totally paralyzes them. You know, that they've, totally freeze up because they, they, oh, but it has to comply to this, 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 and then go back to step number one, stop listening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know also the name of something, it can be such a, a, a continuous loop. You come up yeah. with a name, but it's not good enough. So you come up with a new name. And you can keep doing that loop for years, not yeah. ever bringing anything to the market because the name is not right. Then yeah. you're doing something wrong. Oh. It's the same, you know, uh, Carrie Green, uh, she has the Female Entrepreneur Association. You know, just try to say that yeah. several times. But And it's, it's, even she the other day said something like, you know, it's it's really boring. It's just the Female Entrepreneur. And well, it, the, it, my it tribe is called all... the Members Club. So it's yeah. the Members Club. Yeah, but it does has, have all the things in the name. So it's it's it does a bit... It does do the thing where it's like everything yeah. that should yeah. be in the name that you want to name is in the name. It well, reminds... the name for her tribe is called the Members Club. Yeah, yeah, it's simple to the point. The Members Club of what? You know, if you if you just say, oh, but I've got this group and it's called them. Yeah, what but if you you know, she can she can talk about it, she can show it, she really is enthusiastic about it. So, yeah, 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 and it, and it works. It works. Yeah, true, true. So. Nadine, if people want to learn more about you, where can they go? Uh, well, my name says it all, I think. Um, <laughs> no, you can just go to uh, dorenstarkwriter.nl. Uh, and okay. Doran Starkwriter, you can also find it on uh, Facebook. And yeah, if you're interested in the podcast, it's literally this name. And it's on all the, the big uh, podcast uh, hosts. Yeah. Uh, well, so, uh, yeah, and you have your own do-it-yourself workbook, right? For people who yeah. can use some help yeah. with writing. Yeah, especially if you are uh, starting and you know you just don't have all the funds. Uh, don't use all the funds to hire somebody if you're you know still struggling with stuff. Uh, but so so if you know only have a small budget, I've got the uh, find your words do-it-yourself workbook. You can find it on my uh, website. Uh, I think I actually have a tab called do it yourself and then you can click on it and find the workbook. I'll also link it in the description yeah. below that oh, you can you. click on yeah. it as well. Yeah. And you know, uh, I created it really because I had clients that just couldn't afford me, you know, but you know, you want to give them a chance as well. Uh, when I first started, I didn't hire a photographer or, and yes, I make drawings myself, but that's just a hobby of mine. But, uh, and if you do have the funding, you know, I, Check out my website as well. Um, uh, I've got a service called uh, Get Your Word Out. And that's just me 
creating your homepage and your, your sales page. And it really is for, if you hate writing, you're like, really? I don't want to do this. I've better the things to do with my time. I totally get it. You know, I've got an accountant because I hate keeping my books. Yeah. Uh, so, so sometimes you just need some help. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, well, that sounds amazing. Well, Nadina, thank you so much for joining me welcome. today. Um, I really liked our conversation. I think um, we touched on some very good tips and tricks. So how to uh, establish your voice, how to uh, combine your your personal your personality with your business, work with that brain dump, uh, figure out how to be unique, how to be that unique messenger, uh, how to stand out on social media, um, repeat your your post. You did you put a lot of effort in them, and people just have a short time span, yeah. so it's fine to repeat those. Yeah. And um, yeah, I really liked today's um, today's episode, and I'm sure our viewers did too. So thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, you're welcome. I love being on the show. Good, good. So yeah, um, if you want to learn more about Nadine, go to her website on the orangetypewriter.nl and check out her uh, her book about how to find your words by yourself and again it's linked below as well um may if you liked this kind of content make sure to like this video and share your thoughts in the comments and if you haven't done so make sure to subscribe to the start startup suite if you want to know more about me this show the startup suite just go to the startupsuite.com and of course join me again next week this time i will be joined by a good friend of mine and we'll talk about the future of work and how to leverage the power of the crowd for your business so thank you for being here today with us i so hope to see you all again next week and i wish you a good remainder of the day bye everyone bye